Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre. Today we're talking about Pause on Error in Portland, March 3rd to 6th. And so that I have with me John Sindler and Ernest Coe. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey there. Hey. Pause on Error. So awesome. We haven't had one for a year, a little more than a year. They are so fun. How would you define them? How would you capsulize it? It's, uh, it's an unconference. It's user-generated content. People come. If there's something they want to talk about, they put it on the schedule. Folks show up and talk about it. It's like a really informal collaboration somewhere between um, a conference, a party, and a think tank. Huh. Yeah, I like that. Beautiful. I think it's, I think it's really fundamentally about the bare essentials for getting together and sharing ideas. Uh, if you strip away all the other things and you're left with just the sharing pieces of it, that's what Pause aspires to be. And 100, 150 people, something like that, whereas DevCon's 1,000, 1,500 people. Right. It's so, intimate. But, but in both cases, there's four things going on at once, and you have to choose what, you, what one thing you really, really want to go to because, of course, you want to go to three of them. You know, It's looking that way. The yep. schedule looks pretty cool already. It's only been a few days, and there's already some great stuff on there. It's tough to choose. What do we have on there so far that looks uh, that you, has you guys most excited? I just uh, saw John Renfrew uh, is going to do something called heavy lifting on the server. Can insert from URL and custom web publishing is that robust enough to pass off heavy lifting heavy lifting tasks from Go and Pro to the server and production environments? Wow, that was long, but that sounds cool. You know, at our last FileMaker meeting, um, Lance Hallberg showed a pretty cool technique where you can use that insert from URL, is that the right step? And have it run a server-side script on demand. So you can have a, serv- have a script running on the server that you call whenever you need it to, to which is awesome. Um, awesome. That I hadn't really ever used that, and it's going to, I think, be a, a great thing, which really sort of does make you wonder whether you can do heavy lifting. I, I would guess that the answer is going to be yes based on that uh, awesome <laughs> uh, intro. Uh, radical separation, Kevin Frank. Yeah, that should be good. Yeah, a lot of MVC, which is separating more than just data and interface, but also separating uh, kind of like two layers of interface. Ernest, you've talked about that lots of times in the past. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I mean, I'm realizing in looking over the schedule here that we're seeing a lot of topics that were sort of sort of incubated at pause two or three years ago mm-hmm. and now have come full circle. They're getting a lot more... Serious treatment. I'm mean, looking at this Jason Young execute SQL one year in thing. I mean, oh, yeah. I think the, the, the whole SQL thing exploded at pause in New yeah. York you know, a couple of years ago. MVC is coming back strong, which is, which is really fantastic. Separation, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it's a good barometer of where the community is. I think I'm really excited to see that we're not just throwing out, you know, just le- all just leading edge ideas all the time, you know. It's really about taking something that was introduced in pause a, a couple of years back and then running with it and then reporting back. You know, that's fantastic. That's right. I think they're. Gonna, I think some of these are kind of consolidation sessions. You know, mm-hmm. real world environment like Jason's title, a year in of kind of experience. Mm-hmm. But there, I'm sure there will be. You know, when we talk to speakers, we often say, you know, if. You know, they're like, what should I speak on? You know, given the people who are coming, if you could get all those people in a room, what would you ask them? And I'm sure there will be some sessions like that that are more about asking questions. And 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, one other thing I've noticed about pause is like DevCon is they always say leave like 20 minutes at the end for questions, but nobody ever does. It's almost all presentation. It's all really this polished thing, you know, almost like a TED talk where you've got the the whole thing practiced and down. Pause, there's a huge amount of discussion in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not about that. By the way, we should, speaking of the flow of the sessions, it's not going to be recorded this time. Right. Not officially. I mean, if somebody shows up with a video camera and has the gumption and and wherewithal to make the recording, uh, we welcome them right, well, know, with we, permission of the... In yeah. the last one in Portland, we tried to do this really big recording thing, bringing all this gear in, getting audio and video from everything, which created a really big challenge for post yeah. for, for all the three of us. I think this year it's more like distributed recording. It was yeah. the first year was kind of like that. I remember the first pause in New York, you know, we noticed we'd look around the room every right. once in a while, there'd be people holding up their little little cameras yeah. and stuff. And we were like, what's going on? And people were like, oh, we're live streaming this to so-and-so. And I think distributed recording can work. But yeah, the, the whole thing that like, you know, if you're speaking, here's how to record your session. It's, it, it does yeah. something to the conversation too that might not be good. Well, I have to say when I was presenting at that one, I really felt like my audience was the recording, not the people in the room. Because yeah, I, because so, I so was reaching 15 people in the room, but you know, hundreds of people potentially watching the recording. And that's wrong. I think it's actually kind of better to be there for the people in the room, you know? I, I feel that way. I, I also think that, I mean, pause is experimental by nature. You know, I think that last year what we, what we showed is um, you can actually do recording pretty well with some limited resources, assuming you have the, the you know, prerequisite uh, talent and, and tech and workflow. You know, sure. It's not simple, but it's definitely doable. The thing we have to remember is that pause is completely voluntary you know, from everybody's uh, contribution standpoint. So yeah. it's not like we have staff and anybody who's going to help us with posts or pre or setting up <laughs> while doing yeah. it for free. You know? So that right. creates a whole sort of logistical... I mean, could it be that the real thing we showed last year was that you know, yeah, you can do it. We had a nice little workflow with the flash drives and everything, uh-huh. but that maybe it just wasn't worth it. Well, the, the, I think the really big stumbling block for that one was, and maybe I'll take the, the, the heat for it, was I had the idea of having uh, one, a camera basically at the speaker and then, a, um, and then the screen captures of everything the speaker was doing. And so at any given time in the presentation – the focus was on one thing or the other, or really even the, the, the room, if someone was asking a question. So you're really kind of, it was a three-camera shoot is what it was. And you can't do a three-camera shoot in post without a lot. I mean, that's three hours of, of production for every hour of film, at least. Yeah. It, it depends on how much post you want to do. You know, I, I think that part of the problem is that if you have to cut and you have to sync audio, you're kind of screwed. I mean, you've right. got lots of things... If you can do a one-take thing and audio be damn, you know, if it is what it is, then sure. the expectations are much lower. Right. But, you know, here's the other thing. I don't, I don't see it as a failure. I think that if we wanted to do it, we can. I mean, I think the bigger question is why? Yes, <laughs> you know? I totally agree. So what we're going to do instead is I'm going to be doing podcast recordings like crazy. I'll do lots of 10-minute right. interviews. I'll try to get as many of the speakers as I can. I'm and- so psyched for that. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. And for people who aren't there, I think that much – 
it's much more captures the spirit of it. Like, hey, what did you see today that was cool? And, and just those, yeah. those kinds of what was it like questions are going to be much more interesting, I think, than hours and hours of what was Portland, like 48 hours of video. Yeah, more. it was, it was more yeah. than that. It yeah. was intense. Ridiculous. But here's yeah. the other thing too. I mean, tech has tech has really accelerated. You know, when even a year and a half ago or two years ago, you know, we were carrying our Kodak Z, ZI80 cams and and you know um, flip cams and whatnot. They were decent 720p, really crappy audio. Uh-huh. But these days, I mean, you're walking with a TI T3i, T4i, anybody's cell phone camera. I mean, you're getting 1024. <laughs> You know, out of the box without right. any without any editing. Plus, bandwidth is cheaper. People are walking with MiFi routers now. That that you know, we had one, two MiFi routers two years That's ago. Right. And then That's right. Now, now I bet you we're going to have six yeah. or seven in the room, just like well, floating I, around. I personally carry two with me at all times. So, <laughs> plus LTE. I mean, the room is going to be jacked. Everyone's going to have like twenty megabit connections you know, to, to the <laughs> That's world. True. That's true. It's kind of funny. The the. Wi-Fi network in the hotel is going to be lame compared to what we all have with us lame, from 4G. Exactly. Right. And, and 4G LTE is extremely good in Portland. Hotel Wi-Fi is yeah. never as fast as my tethered-up system. But, but the, whole distributed, mm. the whole distributed infrastructure, even a year before, has advanced so much that I think we're going to see a very different kind of distribution mechanism that, that we had before. You know? And we don't really need to be the sort of single source, the tap for the content. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Let's talk more about these sessions. This one of them I totally love. It has a word that I have no idea what it is that Bob Shockey is doing. Do you guys know what that one is? Scalemorphism. Yeah, what is scalemorph? Okay, educate me. <laughs> it's the idea. Scalemorphism is the idea that interfaces should look like their analog counterparts. And so perfect example is the calendar in um, OS ten, you know, which is you know, depending on where you stand, either the most brilliant design decision ever or the worst thing ever to grace the surface of OS X, I tend to fall in the latter category. Yeah. Uh, school morphism is about that. It's like, you know, what, what are the design, you know, what's the design thinking that goes into making those kinds of decisions? And to make stuff look like the real world, even down to drop shadows, right? Apple does a lot of that. I mean, more, yeah. more than I really like. I mean, if you look at the iPhone, the recording... You know, app. You know, I mean, yeah. the sound app. I mean, it's like replete with these things. Even the buttons to toggle between on and off, it has like very, very old world. You know, real world analogs. Well, I mean, back to every single digital <laughs> camera, like an iPhone camera. When you push the shutter, you get an SLR click sound. Right. <laughs> but, there's no, there's nothing making any sound in that the camera that you could hear. That's hipstamatic. Totally, yeah. You guys use the app hipstamatic? I have. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this thing looks like it's uh, a brownie camera, know, exactly. A brownie camera. Yeah. I think I'm serious. They should make you have to shake your phone to see the picture. <laughs> I just want to shake it and look at it. Oh, like a Polaroid. Yeah. There's an app that does that. It's called it? Polaroid or something. Yeah. Uh, I bet. Have you guys it's played a- with the app that twists your phone around in a circle and takes a 360 degree movie using the uh, using the phone's vibrator? I'll show you that one at pause and two. Oh my god, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Um, what other sessions are good here? Donovan Chandler's doing one. I don't think he's ever spoke before. I'm looking forward to that. I know Donovan Chandler coming back to Portland. Yep, yeah, because he lived here for a while, and he's down now with uh, Beeswax in Northern California. I think the cool, the thing that's interesting to me right now is there's still 12 slots open. Um, yeah. So we don't really know what's and, and then a number of the things that are that are already like like Adam Aronson is TBD, Vince Manano and Brian Schick TBD. Yep. 
Um, David Knight, TBD. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there should be some cool stuff. But, you know, it's funny. When we, um, when we did the first one and we're talking to Egbert about running Paws Berlin. Um, Wait, Paws Berlin? Yeah, in June. 2013? <laughs> I, believe, I believe that is this year, yeah. It is this year. And he's very concerned about having the schedule up, you know, so that people can know what they're signing up for. And I remember, you know, from Paws 1 and, and even this year, you know, this filled up. I mean, Paws sold out before the schedule was finished. I mean, people come not so much because of what's on the schedule, but because of who's coming. You just want to be, and that's why, that's why we started, right? Oh, so you yeah. just want to be with these friends of yours and these people that you look up to. And I only look up to like one or two people. David Head I look up to because he's two inches taller than me. Excellent. <laughs> Definitely. You, you have no height on a podcast, my Metaphorically, friend. I look it's up just to audio. everyone, yeah. But uh, but but physically, you know, being six six, it's kind of weird. Let's see what other stuff. There's the other thing I totally love about it is there's people who I know and respect and and really dig who never speak, and they're speaking. Fiddlehead Software now it's actually merged to um, Full City. Full City. Full City. Yeah. Kate Lee and Maida Sussman are both I, speaking. How awesome is that? That's awesome. And David Ramsey, you know, whom I'm no, I've known for years from when I was at Cleveland, is doing a thing on iOS plugins and Gorilla developer interface alterations. He's a he's a smart cat, and yeah, he never gets up and speaks. Yeah, I'm really. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Chris Ippolite, It was kind of funny. He was talking to me. He he goes, he didn't know about pause, and he goes, uh, so when's the next thing in Portland? I got a. I uh, he wanted to come up here to test out at our regular monthly FileMaker meeting. Uh, which was actually scheduled for March 6th. We canceled it for pause because why come to that and, and why do you both? Um, and uh, I said, oh, we're not going to be meeting in March because we've got pause on air. So he goes, oh, and just on the, on the drop of a hat, <laughs> bought a plane ticket. He's only going to be in Portland for a day just to do that presentation, basically. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Todd Geist, yeah. avoiding the monolith. That should be awesome. Yeah, that's, I think that's going to be constant talking about that. I think that'll be cool. I got a shout out to Matt Petrowski for, I think, the best session title of all time. He's doing something called Just a Bunch of Mobile Crap. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think we can all relate to. I think that's what his DevCon session's also titled. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they let that through. <laughs> definitely. It's funny, you know, you like. I get like more excited every afternoon when I see the schedule. You know, I can't I can't wait to get down there. What What's really interesting, John, is um, it, it's sort of taken a life of its own. You know, it's 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 a living thing now. How many people did How many people did you have to talk to about their session topics? None. Well, one, Stephen Blackwell. Well, I but you know what? I believe it's that's because first... you read his email for him. It is it is his first time presenting at Pause. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I know. Although I'm a big still, supporter. I close my yeah. eyes. I still see him in that chair in the second floor lobby at the first Portland Pause, just right. kind of holding court, hmm. right. you know, in that big black <laughs> wing back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I think I, I think th- that he's coming and he's excited about it. Um, it. You know, makes me makes me I don't know happy in a way. You That's, know, I think I think there's this entire cross-section of the generations 
uh, FileMaker developers that have you know come before us or are coming before us that are that are going to be at pause, which is very cool. I you agree. Got, you uh, you guys may or may not remember, but adjacent to the hotel, the bar that's connected to the hotel has the best selection of whiskey in the city. You know, we really? need to put a little um, a little thing on the wiki about where to eat and drink. Where yeah. you might where you might see other pause folks sure. eating and, and coffee in Portland yeah. and coffee. Oh uh, well, yeah. Stumptown Coffee is the other side of the lobby from the bar. So it's the best coffee in the city. Of Kenny and Zooks, which is Kenny next Zooks, to the yes. which is also right next to that. Could so there's Adam. some really amazing yeah. places right in right in this because we're like in the <clears throat> not really in the heart of downtown but close enough to the center. It's a good couple of blocks for sure. Uh, Kenny and Zooks. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and Powell's Bookstore, the largest bookstore on earth. Yep. Yeah. is two blocks north of the hotel. Largest, largest analog bookstore. The largest brick and, brick and mortar, <laughs> the, yeah, analog, not, not like Amazon, which of course but, I mean, would you're win. you're right, Ernest, about taking on a life of its own, right? By the time the last couple of pauses, the schedule was this full, I'd talked to at least half the presenters about, you know, what would be a good topic, what do they want to talk about. This time, nothing. Who's, who's <laughs> asked you how to edit the schedule? I beg your pardon? Who's asked you how to edit the schedule? Zero. Exactly. I mean, I remember when we started, we were getting emails all the time. How do you do this? You know, how do you, how do you get in? Right. Do I just put my name somewhere? I mean, what's, what's the, what's the so process? So how did that get disseminated? I mean, are people I don't like know. looking at the old wikis and I don't know. I don't think it was that hard. I mean, I did it last time. There was a couple of links that were broken and took me back to the old pause. And I would, would try to request it. And then I realized what I did wrong and went back and fixed it. But, but um, I think it's cool that the pause way is implicit now. Right, yeah. because people just know how to go yeah. about being yeah. at pause, you know, which is very cool. Yeah, uh, are there going to be? Um, I noticed that you put on there that's actually March third to sixth, but the sessions are just the fourth and fifth, Monday and Tuesday. That's right. Um, what other events are there going to be before and after? Um, I, I don't know, man. That's another kind of experiment. Music, yeah, music you know, jam. Yeah, I mean, look. What what I found from the last couple of pauses is that you have to room for two nights, right? And and if you check out, say on a Wednesday, that morning is basically worthless. I mean, you you have to get everybody out of the rooms. You have to do all these, uh, you know, um, move around, get get to your own sessions that you want to get to. It's not a whole lot of time to to really do anything meaningful from a session standpoint. But you do have. You do have two nights in two full days. I think that seems to be the meat of, of the session. And if you if you structure it so that people don't have to stay an extra night, you know, and and they can check out on on the third day or the fourth day or whatnot, um, I think it just makes the schedule a lot less stressful. You know, then then your arrival day and your departure day can be whatever you want it to be. Can be whatever you want it to be. I mean, I, a lot of people come early because they want to talk to so and so beforehand. Or hang out afterwards because they're just looking to catch somebody in the lobby. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Something may materialize on on that day before or day after, but so far, just it just seemed like those are the dates. I always think of it as four or five days, even though there's only two days of sessions. I think people always hang out anyway. Yeah. I think there are opportunities for all kinds of you know non pause pause events um, ad hoc and and. You know, related but not not necessarily about pause. Uh, yeah. I think that's sure. that's what it should be about. You know, people should find this opportunity to network and to talk to other people. Absolutely, I'm I'm crazy excited that it's in Portland. 
that I get to share the city that I love. We the, do it just for you, man. The city that it's the best city to be a FileMaker developer in per capita of any city in the country. In it is the best city in Oregon to be a FileMaker developer in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best city anywhere. <laughs> Better than Jacksonville, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, well, we try so to make hey, it man, a friendly I, place. I've got a question for you. Would you would you be interested in having a opening session like we did in New York, or a welcome thing, like a gathering thing? Yeah, like a gathering thing. I think that's kind of nice. I was trying to think back at the at the uh, conference, the Vertical Market Conference that was uh, last what October in Chicago. Chicago had an opening session thing like that. We're just kind of in the lobby area. Everybody got together, but it wasn't really a. Um, it wasn't a mixer like the New York one, though, where everybody was milling around drinking coffee for an hour. I don't know. I guess I, I had to actually bring up that memory about the New York one. It wasn't, the, it wasn't that great because it was so loud once everybody got to be talking. I'm ambivalent about it, I guess, is the answer. Hmm. We are, too. I, I, really, I think yeah. that the main value is really being is sitting in the tub and seeing John Howell in the bathtub, um, sitting on the couches, super close to everyone, sitting cross-legged on the floor, and looking around the room and watching everybody soak in all the information and watching heads nod and heads shake. Being in that uncomfortable position where you're a highly paid developer sitting on a hardwood floor that's not very clean, and equalizing, the great equalizer... Of it doesn't matter what your station is. It doesn't matter if you own a company with ten employees or whether you are new to FileMaker in the, for the last you know one year ago. Um, everybody's equal, and they're all sh- uh, sharing the information together. That has massive value for both mm-hmm. the really experienced and the new. And that's the that's the thing that I really am most excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from my and perspective, you know, I think there is <clears throat> we, the reason we did the kickoff in New York. We felt we had a debt to people who are new to Pause. Because they were unsure how to participate, and they were like, "Where do I go? And what do I do?" And but you know, the the kickoff coffee doesn't really get that. What what gets that, I think, is you know, you find yourself in that first session room, and you're not sure how to participate. But that that ends in about ten minutes, because then it starts, and you see how to participate, and then it's it's all it's all good. So that initial discomfort, if it's your first pause, I don't know if there's anything we can really do about it. I don't think the coffee. Well. Gets, gets at it. Well, I guess the other thing is we've had a lot of pauses now, and almost everyone who's signed up to speak has been a pause before. And I think a half or a third of the pres- of people attending will probably have been a pause before. So I don't think we have that. It's not as big of a problem as it was in the first few, you know? Maybe not, right? Uh, like you're learning. Even if you've never been, you've heard about it from somebody, right? And you kind of sure. get, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you've seen the pictures, well, or maybe you've just been to uncon- other unconferences and kind of know what the deal is. Are you th- are you coming to background? Are you are you th- re- rethinking that uh, that coffee, Ernest? The morning? No, is- no. I mean, I I'm I, I think the the no coffee idea is the is the right move. Um, I mean, one of the things that John and I talk about all the time with respect to pause is, you know, as 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 we keep doing pauses, um, there's this tendency to sort of standardize or um, 
operationalize the event. You know, so we get into these things that are essentially trappings of traditional events, and there are very good reasons for that. You know, mm-hmm. traditional events have breakfasts; they have big. You know, everybody comes into this big room, and somebody gives an opening kickoff, and the president of XYZ come up and sponsors do all that stuff, and you know, you get in this line of thinking where you need to do all those things to be a legitimate experience. Uh, it's not to say that people want direction or could could might be interested in that sort of you know um, gathering, but my suspicion is that you can. That's the train. I love the, the train. It's nice. Fifty train <laughs> playing that universal. Is that a real train or is that? Beckett's it's a real train. train. It's a real train. It's I a can, real train. That tritone sound is so great. It's um, you can tell the who's who's at the helm by the tritone. Yes, but you well, know, uh, well, actually, by the length of it. By the length of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every engineer has a unique signature of how they pull that. We can hear the trains all through the night from our house, and yeah, you can. It's funny how they have a signature. But back, back to this whole thing, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't think we have a lot about us that we need to share. That pause, you know, it's not really about pause on error, Inc. or LLC. It really mm-hmm. is about sort of inverting that model, right? So I think not doing the the big kickoff is actually a spirit, the right? It's it's the right call in that spirit, you know. I, I think so too. Yeah, There's also this thing like content first. It's kind of Everything funny. Is not essential. Fall aside. I think yep. that Apple products are great, not because of what features they have, but because of what features they lack. You know, Amen. what, what Amen. made the original iMac great was that it did not have a serial port or a floppy drive or all these other antiquated things that that no one used anymore. And that's what makes Pause great is what it doesn't have. Yeah, I tell you, that's hard. I mean, uh, that's a struggle that we, we grapple with all the time because this is, again, temptation and, and this for all the right reasons. Yeah, you need sponsors, you need yeah. money, you need budgets, mm-hmm. and all, all of a sudden it all adds up and you've got all these so things that you have to do. Just exactly. to run down one of those things, this is interesting. We talked about this in New York, right? So what happens when you have a sign in the lobby telling people where to go? Should we have a sign in the lobby saying where, you know, where the rooms are or whatever? Well, I don't know. So what happens if there's a sign? You walk into the hotel, you see the sign, you go to the room. Okay, what happens if there's no sign? You walk into the hotel, and you don't know where to go, so you look for somebody with a laptop. If it looks like a relatively new laptop, you, you ask them if they're there for pause. <laughs> Which one of those behaviors do we want to encourage? The first right? one, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> because I know what it's like at the Ace Hotel, and on any given day, there's 40 people in there with current model MacBook Pros. <laughs> But, but, and they're not there for pause. But come March 3rd, dude, they will all be ours. I know, but of course I'm kidding. No, no, no. That, that lobby is just a gathering place where those it's people at the hotel. Place. Yeah. And there's that cool photo booth there. Yeah. You know, something else I noticed on the schedule, I don't think anyone is presenting more than one session. Somebody did. I think Don LeVan just popped something in a second. And that's Mark. very different than my memory of previous pauses where many people did too. Right. I think you're right about that. I, th- I think this is a great change. We get to hear more voices. Yeah. Well, I am looking so forward to this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, gentlemen, for putting this event on in advance. Dude, and thanks for your help, Matt. And it's, these, these podcast recordings are going to be awesome. I've told, I've told folks kind of on the wiki, you know, if you see Matt speak into the mic, so <laughs> I'm really looking forward to hearing those things, too. Absolutely. I'll put it on a lanyard around my neck, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thanks for your time. Right on, man. See you soon. Soon, Portland.